I have to lose 10 pounds by this date. And then what happens when you don't hit it? Like, are you a failure or you just never try again? Like consistency and also having an accountability partner. Like a lot of people that are very successful are people that have done it with their mom or their husband or a friend. Not doing it alone has been huge. I love a fresh start to make some changes and turn a new leaf. And January is a natural time to do just that. But so many of us, myself included, can get overwhelmed by the all or nothing mentality, especially when it comes to diet and physical fitness. Why do we do that to ourselves? (laughs) After two weeks of indulgent eating over the holidays, I told myself that I wasn't eating sugar in January, but that only lasted until my husband made creme brulee for Sunday dinner. And the next thing I know, I'm polishing off all of the Christmas caramels. Well, this is exactly why I wanted to chat with my friend, Erica Peterson of Clean Simple Eats, because she knows that when it comes to our bodies, it is all about the long game. For more than a decade and through lots of grit and hard work, she's been on her own health journey. And today on the podcast, Erica shares what that's been like, including her experience with postpartum depression, what healthy eating looks like in her house with four kids, and how she's built a health and fitness empire all along the way. Do you have a pressing question about parenting but don't know who to ask? We are women supporting women, and we've got you. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and welcome to the Mom Force Podcast brought to you by Chatbooks. Okay, before we jump into our chat, I want to ask you a question. Do you have a family text thread that drives you crazy? <laughs> Either you have to put it on mute because there are too many messages pinging throughout the day, or when you post, everyone leaves you on red. Or have you noticed that all the photos people share start gobbling up your phone storage? Well, my husband and I, we were feeling frustrated by all of these things. And so we created a better way to message your family. It's called Hey Fam by Chatbooks. And it's a free app in the App Store and in Google Play. Consider it our gift for you to make 2023 better and brighter because I know you are going to love it. Our family's been testing it for months, and it has become my happy place on my phone. And here's the best part. All of the photos shared in HeyFam can easily be added to your chatbooks. Making my month book has never been easier. Download it today and let me know what your fam thinks of it. Hello, hello, Erica. Welcome to the Mom Force. We're so happy you're here today. Thank you so much for having me. I have truly been looking forward to this conversation. Oh, well, I know that you are super busy. So getting a little bit of your time, it means a lot. You've been building an empire and raising your beautiful family. You have four kids now. Is that right? Four kids. Yep. What are their ages? So we've got 15, 12, 10, and 6. Oh, you are in the sweet spot. Yeah, I keep hearing that. And I'm like, it's so true. Like, can I just not move from the spot? Because I'm loving it so much. And how do you like having teenagers? It's honestly, we have a good one. So (laughs) that makes a difference. Really, really fun. And she's like one of my best friends. So that's the way I felt about teenagers, too. I love teenagers. She really is so fun. And I mean, sometimes she gets out of bed and I'm like, afraid of her and, you know, got to give her her space. (laughs) We're learning that dynamic, you know, but I was a teenager once and I was awful. So I have to look back at that and be like, it's nothing against me. You know, she's high, high emotions, hormones, all those things. So it's been a really fun experience so far. Oh, and it's fun to get actually get to be friends with your kids. And the only thing that's better is the young adult phase as they get older and you get closer and closer. So awesome. Well, amazing. Well, I want to hear all about the family and the business. This is going to be the perfect episode to kick off the new year as people are coming out of the holidays with a renewed desire to clean up their diet and their habits for a healthier and happier new year. But before we get into all that stuff, I want to start off with a question based on a photo because, you know, we're all about photos here at Chatbooks. And as you know, as a mom of a big family, a pretty photo often doesn't tell the full story. Sometimes there's a little backstory or something that's happening outside of the frame of the picture that you can't see. So I was wondering if you would share one of those photos with us and the nitty gritty real backstory behind it. 
Yes, for sure. This was a funny one because, and kind of a hard one to choose because there are so many, right? That's yes. like, okay, that might not look like you're perfect, but the story behind it is just hilarious. And I actually, I don't share a ton of my personal life on social media. Um, you know, what you see on social media is just a fraction of my actual life, but we do travel a lot. And this particular photo was taken in Hawaii on an island called the Mokes. It's um, on Oahu and you have to kayak from Kailua Beach to the Mokes and it's a two mile kayak. So oh, wow. in the summer, it's nice and calm and it's it's still far and it's long and, you know, it's an adventure, but it's not very difficult to paddle. We chose to do this adventure with our four kids uh, in October where the water was a little bit more rough. We It was um, not guided. We're like, we can do this by ourselves, you know. So my husband was in one kayak with my two boys, and then I was in one kayak with my two girls. We Those waves were so crazy and scary. I was trying to hold it together, but when you're coming into the beach, you have to hit it just right with those waves so you don't tip. So we're uh-huh. seeing people go in, they're capsizing, they're flipping, and we're like, okay, go. So my husband goes first, he paddles in, they make it. So now he's on the beach trying to like signal to us when to come in, you know, and my, I'm, I'm behind my daughter's in the front and I'm just yelling at her like paddle now, now, you know, and it was so stressful. Anyway, we, we got in there without any flipping capsizing, which was great, but it was stressful. Like we were all almost verge of tears, you know, yes. and of course we're like, okay, let's gather right here and like take a beautiful picture. Cause look at the scenery. So that's one of those pictures where I'm just like, if you knew the backstory on like the effort and stress it took to get to that moment is just kind of humorous. And then also coming back, we were coming against the wind, which was even harder. And my wrist started hurting. And usually my husband is the one paddling and I can like kick back. He'll get us there, you know, but it's like me and my, I think she was 13 at the time. We're like, going and we pull into the beach and I am literally like on the verge of tears. And of course someone recognizes me. <laughs> They're like, are you Erica, you know, from Clean Simple Eats? And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is kind of mortifying. I'm almost on the verge of tears pulling in, but it was great. It was a moment that I could, you know, smile and hug someone and uh, yeah, and then be like, this is real life. Yes. Life. Here I am in a swimming suit, all like, you know, dragging my kayak kayak up on the beach and just very vulnerable moment. But yeah, those, those moments you don't typically see, you know, on the yeah. back end of social media, but really oh. we'll never forget it, but they will never kayak to the mokes again. <laughs> At least not in October. We were actually in Hawaii in October too. And the waves were insane on like our favorite beach, Waimea, like we could never get in the water, even though it looked like from the road, it looked totally fine. The kids are like, oh yeah, let's go. Uh-uh. No one was in the water. Like it would look totally calm for a minute. And then this giant massive wave would come in. Sweep up all your stuff. That's one of my favorite beaches too. You've lived in Hawaii too, right? Yeah. We lived there for a couple years. My husband went to BYU Hawaii. And so it was, oh my gosh, like 11, 12 years ago. Aww. That kind of dates me, but, and we were old when he went to school. So <laughs> oh, so fun that you could do that together. Yeah. Well, I want to hear all about how you guys ended up starting Clean Simple Eats. I love that you got noticed on the beach in Hawaii. You guys have been building this business for how long together? We have been building this for about a decade, but together, oh. JJ came on 2016. So, Well, tell us, how, how did it happen? Because I remember meeting you, I think it was about eight years ago. Yeah. We, we came to your house to film a chattimonial. You yes. guys, Erica was using chat books to make books of some of her favorite healthy recipes. And we brought a little film crew to her house and did this cute video. We will for sure link it in the show notes. It's so cute. I would love to watch that. I, I don't even remember <laughs> what I said or what I did, but. You made avocado brownies. Oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. It was like, wow, I would have never thought to combine those two. So tell us a little bit, like how, how did you get from where you were back, you know, 10 years ago till, till today? Yeah. First, I wanted to thank you because you were one of the very first people that like breathed belief in me, you know, like I think those first days when you're just starting out, finding one person that like believes in your mission is just like, we were using chat books, but it was just so nice of you to like, take time to come and film me in my house. That was like crazy to me because you were, you were a big brand at the time. So, oh, we were just starting out. No, no, no. It was, you guys were on fire and you were, (laughs) you know, growing fast. So it meant a lot anyway. 
So let's see, 10 years ago, I had had my third baby and I was going through a lot of postpartum depression, which I'm sure a lot of women can relate. Yes. And I was also fueling my body like crap and not getting the sleep that I needed and not exercising. And my baby had terrible colic, which did not make it better. And so in an effort to help her stomach aches go away and the colic go away, I had heard that removing dairy from your diet could be helpful um, because I was breastfeeding. So I removed dairy from my diet, which in turn forced me to remove a lot of the junk food I was eating, you know, like pop tarts and cereal, frozen pizza, (laughs) all those things, convenience foods, and forced me to, yeah, just make some more healthier, intentional decisions. And of course, I started with healthifying my treats because <laughs> I was getting out butter and, you know, those things. So I was like swapping in coconut oil into my cookies. And I am like a junk foodie at heart. I love food so much. And so eating healthy has kind of had this stigma for me. My husband was like bodybuilder, did like physique competitions. And so he's just like chicken and broccoli. I don't even care what it tastes like as long as, you know, it builds yeah. muscle and I look the way I do. Like, I don't even care. And I was like, yeah, that's not me. Like I can't eat chicken broccoli for every meal. It needs to taste good. It needs to be mm-hmm. exciting. So I was actually shocked that making these healthier versions of these treats that I love actually tasted good. And so it slowly crept into other things. I started using different sugars, you know, like honey instead of white sugar. And I started, you know, instead of frozen chicken nuggets, we started making homemade chicken nuggets. And so it started kind of like spilling into our regular food choices as well. Even though it wasn't all dairy free, it was now like, well, wow, if that tastes good, let's try this or let's swap that out. And honestly, I started seeing not only a physical transformation, I feel like that's where a lot of us start is because we want to look and different. Yeah. But I felt different. Like my postpartum completely went away. Honestly, I would say in days, if not, you know, a couple weeks of just changing my diet and my baby's colic did not go away. <laughs> but oh, no. I I know, but I was able to better deal with it because I was fueling my body properly. I started exercising and Yeah, those physical changes came, but it was more the mental for me that I was just like, wow, this is insane how much different I feel. And so I just felt like I needed to share it and I needed to put these recipes out there to get rid of the stigma that eating healthy is gross and not fun and unsustainable. And so I was like, other moms need this, like moms need to feel good and they need energy and So that's where it all began. And I just started an Instagram. I was actually just posting it on my personal, you know, some recipes I liked and I was posting more recipes than anything else. And so I was like, uh, maybe my audience doesn't want to see all this food. So I'll just start my own account. And this was back in 2012 when Instagram was, you know, just kind of starting and no one was really running businesses on Instagram. I think maybe influencers were like very new and fresh. I got really lucky in being able to stand out as different and doing something different on Instagram that other people were doing. And I started getting noticed by bigger blogs and other, you know, health and fitness people. Um, One of them was Chris and Heidi Powell. She discovered me. And so I started writing uh, recipes for her blog. And when she would post and share, like back then, if someone big tagged you, it was huge. Like I would get like 4,000 followers like overnight where now that doesn't really happen. But she's another huge person that widely believed in me from the beginning. And like, it was just, (laughs) sorry, I get emotional talking about it, but because it's like those people in the beginning that believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself, you know? So, um, I actually wrote a lot of recipes for their extreme makeover book and did a lot of work just with other people in the beginning And I was then like, people were starting to notice like in my personal life, changes in me physically and mentally. And they were like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, can you help me do what, you know, you've done for yourself. And so I started working with like one-on-one with some clients. And the thing I got a little frustrated with was that I could only help, you know, as a mom with three kids, I could only help about six to eight people at a time clients. And so like, how can I bring this to the masses? Like, how can I help more people? And so I started putting meal plans together and 
put those out to my audience. And it was just like a simple word document, nothing pretty, no pictures. And people loved it. And I was shocked. Wow, people really like this. And so I went and got certified as a health and wellness coach so that I could help more people and be more credible. I was also teaching some fitness classes at the time, just because that was also a passion of mine. But again, I was like, I can only help so many people in my classes and there's only one of me. And so that's where the meal plans came into play. And I also would run into people and they're like, your recipes look so good. I screenshot them all the time, but I haven't gotten around to make them yet. Yep. There's a missing link there where I need to just lay this out for them. I need to write the meal plan. I need to give them the grocery list so that then they can just take this grocery list to the store, buy it, and they know what they're going to make for the week. Instead of, you know, going on Pinterest and tagging all the things you want to make and then you never make them because it's not laid out for you. So that's, I think, what really caught fire was for these busy moms is just someone doing the work for them and having food that's simple and tastes good. Um, So that's really where the whole business started and took off. I love that you're a mom with a problem. (laughs) <laughs> that you solve for yourself, and then you realize that oh, I'm not alone. Actually, a lot there's a lot of women that need help, and you you have a talent. Let's just call it that for for creating amazing recipes. Because I'm one of those moms that have used your meal plans, and and it's so smart to give the shopping list. This is literally what you're going to make every day for however many weeks you're going to do it, because it just takes that load off of off of like having to make those choices, and everything is so good. Like when I mentioned that I was going to be chatting with you, someone was like, I just want to know, does she really develop all of those recipes by herself? Because there's so many of them. I mean, how many books do you have? Oh my gosh. Well, we have, I think we have like eight books now, but four seasonal meal plans, one that's plant-based and then some other just like, you know, shake books and a best of book that has like all my favorites in it. But yes, I have developed, I mean, it's been 10 years in the making, so You had to take that into account. But I think there are 800 recipes on our app. And I developed, I would say 98% of those. My husband is like a shake master, oatmeal master. So he'll he'll put combos together that we're like, yeah, that needs to go on the app or, you know, that needs to go on a book. So he's definitely helped in in that regard. So you got started because you needed to feel better to be able to take care of your family. Have you seen it trickle down to your kids? Like I'm thinking about like busy families that want to prioritize healthy eating and exercise and all of that stuff. How how do you do it? How do you coach other families who you don't know, don't have certification in health and wellness and don't have the passion or the talent for cooking? Like where, how do you get people excited about starting? Yeah. So first I would say we aren't perfect. I think people sometimes think that, oh, I make dinner, you know, seven days a week and my kids eat macro friendly meals. It's not that way at all. I think it's about baby steps and changing even the littlest things in our daily lives can make a big difference. Like even drinking more water or starting off with a good breakfast. I'm all about new beginnings and new starts. So I love mornings so much. So one thing my husband has started to do is he wakes up a little bit earlier so he can cook breakfast for our kids every morning. So starting their day with a healthy breakfast, like protein, because honestly, we don't know what they're going to get at school. And a lot of the time, I think my kids eat out of the vending machine. And even though yeah. I pack them a lunch, you know, so we don't know where they're going to get food here, there and the other. But I think just starting small and starting one meal at a time or one snack at a time or you know, changing the Doritos for maybe like apple chips or just little tiny things that you can do or changing cookies for like our power bites. Our kids love those, but also not expecting perfection out of our kids or that they're going to adopt everything that you put out because I'll make a healthy meal and I have one kid that loves meat, you know, and they'll eat all the chicken and then the other person will eat all the sweet potatoes and You know, so I feel like they they do have a developing palate and they're maybe not going to love everything, but introducing those foods to them at an early age, I think is very important. And the more they try things, the more adventurous they get with trying things. And so that's really how we play it. I don't force them to eat what's on their plate or, you know, that kind of stuff. You still want eating food to be a, a pleasant experience. And I feel like it brings people together. So 
just, just start small. No, you don't have to, you know, overhaul your entire lifestyle in one day. Yeah. And if cooking is intimidating to someone, <laughs> because that is, I mean, the things, the easy go-to like chicken nuggets, yep. you know, that I like raised my kids on from Costco, like it's easy and I don't have time to think like, for sure. what's your encouragement for, for people who don't consider themselves cooks? Yeah. And also I will say there are a lot of like healthier options on the market now. Like we totally do like Annie's mac and cheese and, you know, those kind uh -huh. of things where even making those tiny changes, looking at ingredient lists can help. But I would say bulk prepping. So if you're going to cook dinner, cook more than for one night, like definitely double it or triple it. So you have multiple leftovers and go through and make things that you know your kids will like. So they're not going to be thrown out. Like my kids love the taco soup. They love the boss big mac and cheese. So we'll make those kind of things in like 12 servings and then they can eat that for, you know, three days. And so yeah. for a really busy family, yeah, you do need to put in some time and some sacrifice there in, in cooking, but you also like just be smarter, work smarter, not harder. Right. And also we do breakfast a lot for dinner, like green yes. cheese with eggs. We have a pancake mix that my kids love. We'll do pancakes and eggs, you know, a lot. So just think outside the box and it doesn't have to look a certain way. Yeah. Speaking of your products, you have so many protein powders and pancake mix and butters. And I'm thinking about your kids. And you mentioned that you have some kids that like me, maybe some that don't. Are there products of your Clean Simple E products that are favorites for your kids? <laughs> yes. So my kids all love the protein and they love all the different flavors. So we do have kids proteins. And so we'll sneak like if they want a peach shake, you know, we'll sneak a peach and like a scoop of the kids because it has all the vitamins and minerals and enzymes and all that good stuff in it. But my oldest, she loves the pancake mix, the buttermilk pancake. That's her favorite. Um, my second oldest, he's on a collagen kick right now. So he loves the blackberry lemonade collagen. Mm. Um, and then my two littles, they're obsessed with shakes. So every night before bed, they want to shake and they fight up because I'll only make one shake. I'm like, I'm not making you guys all a variety. <laughs> so you're going to have to like decide on a flavor. And so they kind of argue with which one they love. But right now they're set on the peaches, the maple, and the cake batter. Those are their three that they kind of been circulating through. Oh, well, I saw that you have a cotton candy yeah. protein. I've never tried that one. I have a, I've tried a lot of yours, but cotton candy. And I was like, which one of the kids chose this recipe? Seriously, they that one is crazy because it literally tastes like cotton candy. Oh my gosh. And they, we had that when we launched it, I probably twice a day, my kids had that for quite a while. They got a little burnt out because we overdid it. But so how do you come up with all of your flavors? Because like bananas foster and snickerdoodle and like coconut cream pie, like how, what is your process for coming up with all of your protein flavors? Yeah. So I got to give a lot of credit to our flavor specialist. He's our manufacturer. He will, we'll give him an idea and he will just run with it. And him and I kind of like speak our own language. <laughs> he, his name's Jason. We're like the best of friends. We'll throw him an idea. He'll come back with like five flavors. We'll taste test him, you know, and I'll call him and be like, this one's a little bitter on the back end, or I can taste it, you know, on the front, the flavor is really good. But on the back, it's like, I can taste the stevia or this one needs more cream or, you know, and he's so good at just taking my input and like perfecting it. Like it will come back and it's perfect. So I have to give him a lot of credit on, so our peachy greens right now, that is slowly moving to be one of our top sellers. Wait, what's it called? Peachy greens? Peachy greens. Okay. And it's just has all the delicious greens in it that you need that you don't typically get in your diet, like uh -huh. chlorella and spirulina, and they don't taste great. You know, if you've ever had a typical yeah. greens, you know, it's like plug your nose, drink uh -huh. it. This tastes like peachy rings, like the candy. And this mm. was something he just like slipped in a package, like with some other flavors one time, you know, we mixed it up and we we're like, what is this? Like, wow, this is amazing. So I have to give a lot of credit to him. He is a, a genius flavor specialist and him and I have had 
so much fun working together and just being really hands-on. Yeah, well, I can tell you guys have fun when you just look at your product lineup and all of the amazing flavors. And also when I said that I was going to be interviewing you, I had several people say, ask if the white chocolate peppermint is coming back in stock. And I saw you had an announcement. You've restocked it. That is a favorite flavor of everyone I've talked to. Yeah, it's crazy. It sold out in less than 24 hours when we first launched it. Oh my goodness. And luckily we called and we're like, do you guys, did you, is there any way you guys ordered extra flavor? Like, actually we did. So we were able to run like another big batch and we launched it yesterday. Yeah. So, so fun. Well, I love to start my day with a protein shake because it like, like you, I like new beginnings. And I feel like if I get started off on the right foot with my greens and my protein, and I always, I put a scoop of your collagen in it this morning too. What is the Erica go-to shake? Like, because you can get kind of mental about adding so many things that all of a sudden it doesn't even taste good. Like give us your straight up go-to to make a shake. Okay. So there's a base. I'm someone that needs variety. So I wouldn't say I stick to one flavor ever because I don't. And I'm a very seasonal flavor lover, but I feel like the best components you need frozen bananas, almond milk, and then you need a butter, like a, you know, peanut butter, or almond butter. We have like so many flavors of those two that you can mix and match and add in, but that just brings like body to it. So it's not, I don't know if you've ever mixed up a shake without any fats in it. It's kind of like foamy and frothy and maybe mm-hmm. icy. So adding that fat into it is like, you have to have it. Um, another secret sauce would be cottage cheese. That just takes it a little bit thicker, creamier, and adds more protein. So I love that. Okay. I love cottage cheese. All right. I'm going to try that. Yeah, try it. Not too much. Maybe like fourth cup max. Just, and I love that you you said a little fat helps it cream up because sometimes it does get a little frothy and foamy, and you're just like, oh, and then I get through this. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I want to talk about building a business with your husband, because my husband and I have built our business together. And in the very beginning, I'm like, we can't do this. Like, I can't work with you. Like, I'm the boss of my world. You've always been the boss of your world. I like being married to you, but I don't want to work for you. But over the last, you know, eight, 10 years that we've been building our business, it's been such a beautiful thing for us. And actually, I've credited the fact that we were married for 20 years before we started building the business. We'd worked through a few things. We learned how to, you know, how to work with each other. But I'm wondering what it's like for you and your husband, JJ, to be working together. Because I know in the beginning, he wasn't part of it. You were, you know, sharing your recipes and, and, you know, starting off without him. What has it been like as you've been building this empire together? Yeah. And I agree with you. If we would have started this business, like as newlyweds, we would have killed each other. Sure, I think we were married probably about 10 years when we started our business together, but it also started with him really quitting his job because I started making more money than him. And we were both seeing this vision of where this was going. Nice. We never, I never in a million years was taking the career path. Like this was just a fun side thing for me trying to add value and and find purpose. Right. So when like, I was like, okay, you know, like this is kind of crazy. And we were getting to this point where he was going to work all day. I was stay at home mom all day. I was working during nap time. He would get home. We'd eat a quick dinner together. Then I would go to work writing, you know, recipes and stuff. And so we were kind of like just passing in the shadows, you know, and we got to this point where we were like, we've got to change something. Like we've, we've got to choose a path. Like I either need to quit my thing and lean into your thing, or you need to quit your thing and lean into my thing. And he has always been into health and fitness. He was, he's always been a personal trainer on the side. And it's kind of funny. He was in real estate development, but everyone thought he was a personal trainer. So people would reach out to him like, Hey, can you write me a workout program? Or, Hey, can I get on your schedule? And he's like, I actually don't do that. You know, like he had a few clients that he would, he would work with, but it wasn't his main gig. And so he also went to school for business and exercise science. So it was just honestly the perfect marriage of him being in fitness and business. And then me having this nutrition piece, we were just like, duh, like, why don't we just do what people think we do? Really at the beginning, it was more so him coming over to help me so that I could put more hours in work and he could help with the kids. And so that first year, bless his heart, he was more of a stay at home dad than he was anything else. And he came in and he just like taking care of the kids and being that, you know, stay at home dad. And he's always been a very hands-on dad. And so 
he, he truly loved it, but he also was missing that. He loves business. He loves working towards goals. He loves, you know, feeling a purpose outside of the home. And so we transitioned to him coming on and running really when we were like, this needs to like be a legitimate business. He came on and got our numbers figured out, you know, got our taxes paid properly. <laughs> Need a numbers so guy. <laughs> we, from the beginning, there's a few things that we really love to do together, which is like product innovation and team building. But other than that, from the beginning, it's been my lane, his lane. And that I think is the most important thing ever. Like if he's ever kind of crossing into mine, you know, it's like, Hey, no, like, this is my thing. Yeah. Like, don't get in the way and, and vice versa. And we're also kind of like, this is going to be really eye rolling, but we're that couple that loves to hang out 24 seven and we just can't get enough of hanging out with each other. And I know there's other couples that are like, I would literally kill my spouse if I was with him, you know, more than, <laughs> than mm-hmm. um, but it can get to that point also where you are treating each other more like business partners than a couple. And that's where we've really needed to focus. And you still need to go have fun together. You still need to have date night and talk about things outside of business and, you know, cultivate that romantic side too, because you can start to become like business partners and friends. Yeah. So super important for us to also, you know, prioritize those date nights and yeah. And you know, little weekend getaways. And yeah, in the beginning, when we started building our business, we were like, oh, it's like having a day date every day, you know, getting to be together. And but then after a while, you're like, can we talk about anything else other than <laughs> because at, in the beginning, it was nice to have so much more to talk about. Like we had so much in common and it was like 24 seven just talking about the business and our plans and goals and everything. But for Nate and I also, we we very much stay in our own lanes and I could spend 24 seven with him as well, but learning to just like stop talking about work now and that let's do something, something else. Do you guys work a lot? Like, do you see him a lot during the day? Are you working together? Is it more so like you're kind of together, but like, oh, I kind of feel like I haven't seen you today. Yeah. We had a really nice big office, but then after COVID, we we ended up selling our office because we've decided working remote just worked better for our business. And so at home, when we are working from home, he's in his office downstairs and I'm in my office upstairs and we zoom into meetings together because we feel like, you know, if we're going to have this remote first culture, everyone needs to be one face, one screen. So yeah, I will, we will sometimes go like a whole day only seeing each other on Zoom, which is yeah. so weird or passing in the kitchen to grab a snack or, totally. <laughs> or whatever. I know it's like you think people think you're just together all day, but you're like, really? I like, he has his team. I have my team. He has his projects. Yeah. I have my projects. And sometimes we're like, Oh, I didn't even see you today, even though, you know, we were yeah. in the same house. But. I know. Well, one of the things that has been such a blessing for us is how the whole – it's blessed the whole family, that us working together because, you know, you, you said JJ had a time where he was basically a stay-at-home dad. And you have to redistribute some of the ways that you do – the family when you're both working full time. And so that was a good chance for him to kind of get hands on and see, oh, yeah, this is where I can pick up. Yeah. But for our kids also, they've had to do more to contribute to the, the way our family runs because we're both working full time. How has building the business, have you seen that bless your family? Absolutely. I would say there's definitely that mom guilt where I, you know, look at other moms that are with their kids 24 seven and, you know, think like, Oh, should I be doing that? You know? And so that definitely creeps in and I've gotten better about that over time, making like the moments that I am with my kids very meaningful. It's not about being with them 24 seven, but it's about being present and making eye contact and paying attention to them when you are with them. But I would say one thing that has really been a great thing about us running our business is their independence. Like they, we we have this culture of figuring things out. Like the, the Marie Forleo, everything is figure outable. Like that is so true to our business life and also our family life where, you know, my kids are struggling with something and it's like, Hey, you are, you can figure things out on your own. You are a resource for yourself. You don't always need mom helping you or, you know, like I'm here in a, on a call and they're like, what can I eat? You know? And I'm like, go put a snack together. Like yep. it really helps them just be independent and figure things out for themselves and be creative in their own right. And I think them seeing us grow something and, and hit our goals and achieve big things helps them to dream big too. And, and maybe, you know, 
see, see a future for themselves that they can create. Yeah. I'm sure they are so extremely proud of you. And it's probably not a terrible thing to be, you know, the guinea pigs to test new products and new recipes. It's so awesome. A while back, I I saw that you were talking about on social media about burnout and what that looks like and feels like. And it was something that was so relatable, I think, to anyone building a business, but to anyone building a family, like burnout is real. And I'm like, I've been experiencing it hardcore these last um, few days, actually, after coming home from a yeah. from a lovely vacation, <laughs> which is ironic because you think you should come home and be like all rejuvenated, but it's actually like real life is hard. But what were some of the things that have helped you guys as you've been like battling burnout? Yeah, JJ and I are both very yes people, and it can come to bite us in the butt a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, One thing that I have done over the last few years is really be intentional with my yeses and my nos. And I think you've probably even noticed this with some events you've invited me to. And I I get myself in trouble because I like to say yes to everything, and I truly want to come to everything. But ahead of time, sometimes you don't know what your week is going to look like. When you said yes to that event, that week might have been crazy. That day might have been crazy. And truly for your own mental health, you need to just be like, I can't do that tonight. I need to be with my family. I need to take time for myself. And so I've really tried to be more intentional with my yeses and nos, because when you say yes to one thing, you are saying no to another thing. And um, whereas my life might look a little bit differently to a stay-at-home mom, they might be like, oh, get me out of the house. I'd love to go to an event. I've been with my kids yeah. all day. They're making me crazy. And for me, I'm like, I've been away from the house. I've been with other people all day. I just want to like come home, get in my sweats, be with my husband, be with my kids, have some downtime to recharge. And so I've really had to, like, that's been very helpful for me in just saying no to things and being okay about missing out on events and parties and really focusing in on my, my direct family, and also just like my really tight circle of friends. <laughs> I'm still working on where to put my yeses and nos, but that's been huge for me is just setting those boundaries. Well, I relate to that so deeply. And it's all rooted in knowing what your big why is. Like, what why are you doing this? What's most important? Because like you said, you want to do all of it because it all sounds so fun. And yeah, it could all be good for business or... Yep. But you're only one person and we only have 24 hours a day and hopefully we're all trying to get at least eight of those for sleep. I love that we're talking a lot about mental health these days because yeah. I feel like it used to be all about the hustle, right? And I now feel like boundaries are sexy and they're you know, acceptable and it's okay to talk to your coworkers and be like, hey, like that workload is too heavy for me this week. Like I, or I need to take a, a day off. I need to go skiing, you know, yeah. for my mental sanity. So I, I love that the narrative has kind of flipped and mental health is just talked about more and it's so important. And I really try to be that example to my team. Like we yeah. do go on vacations, we do take days off, we do, you know, say no to some things. And I want my team to do that too. That culture starts at the top. And so I totally try to be a good example of that. But sometimes it gets the best of us and we'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I've been working to it. I haven't put my phone down today. And so you just, yeah, you do the best you can. Yeah. Well, and I can tell that, that that's important to you, that mental health component of it, because I feel that in your challenges, because I actually, I did one of your challenges. I know you do them pretty regularly. And it is a lot about like taking care of our physical body, but there is this mental component. And I'm wondering, as you've seen, you know, so many people go through these challenges that you've hosted and you've seen the transformations. Obviously, there's there's always a physical transformation because you can see that in the before and after photos. But is there another like common thread that you have found, you know, that links that like real success beyond the photo? Like what constitutes success and what is the kind of the thread through all of that? For sure. I would say people playing for the long game and not the short game, like the long-term health, the long-term change, those people that are focusing on changing their habits rather than focusing on the end result and yeah. putting like a timeline on. I, I think that gets a lot of us in trouble when I have to lose 10 pounds by this date. And then what happens when you don't hit it? Like, are you a failure or you just never try again? Like consistency and also having an accountability 
partner. Like a lot of people that are very successful are people that have done it with their mom or their husband or a friend. Not doing it alone has been huge. But one thing we have really focused on the last couple years is, so we have these seven week challenges, right? And there's a winner, which is a best overall transformation for the seven week challenges. But we, what we really lean into are these beyond the challenge winners. And they're people that have participated in two plus challenges. And so it's really showing us that, you know, they're playing for the long game. They're playing, playing for sustainability. And to see someone's transformation over the course of a year versus the course of seven weeks is truly astonishing and mind-blowing. And it's also like they have implemented these habits that are going to last a lifetime instead of like, I'm just going to bust my butt for seven weeks for this vacation and then, you know, go back to what I was doing before. It really is like a mind shift of changing just little habits and then building upon those. And that's where we really have seen like the lasting change of these people that have, I mean, we have people that have been doing CSE since the beginning, like I would say eight to 10 years, you know, wow, it's just so cool to continue to see their names pop up. And so I think, yeah, playing the long game. Yeah. And the mental benefits like really outweigh the physical benefits, because as someone who is now postmenopausal and in my 50s, like your physical body is outside of your control. I mean, for a big part of it, like there are things that, you know, just will never be the same. And if I all I cared about was what I look physically, you know, I could get really, you know, depressed. But there's so much in our the way we feel, the way we think, like that mental health aspect that is linked to the habits and the choices that we make with our physical body. And that's the thing that keeps you going. Like when you feel better, like I can think clearer, like the brain fog is lifting. I have more energy, like, oh, who cares? I'll just buy a bigger pair of jeans. Like that's where I am in my fifties. I wear a bigger size of jeans. Okay. But like, I want to feel, have the same kind of energy to continue working and playing and doing all of the things. And so I love that you focus on that and you've seen that that is, that's what makes lasting change. And it's awesome. The cool thing, honestly, about making those changes too, is the awareness level of the way you feel. Like once you start fueling your body well, and then you eat a really crappy meal, you can mm-hmm. associate those things with how you feel the next day, like bogged down, tired, brain fog, you know, stomach aches. Yes. Things. Whereas before, if you're just kind of like eating like crap all the time, you, yeah. you just think like, oh, I just, everyone kind of feels like crap. It's normal to feel like junk, you know, but then when you can really associate, oh, I didn't get enough sleep last night. That's why I feel like this. Or I ate too much sugar last night. That's why I feel like this. It's really bringing that awareness to like, what you do physically yeah. really affects how you feel. And honestly, I think as you get older, like when you're younger, you can get away with getting, you know, four hours of sleep and maybe eating more sugar. But yep. Now I'm like, no, like sleep is everything to me. And if I don't get it, it really, you know. Yeah. And that's something else we've learned more. There's more science backing that. And and I think sleep is the backbone for everything. And if you want to, you know, for your, obviously to have more energy, but for your body to function better, you need that sleep. And that goes back to like your guesses and your nose. What, how, what are you going to prioritize? And feeling good is king. Something else that I've seen on social media lately is I watched your beautiful office be built out, which is so nice. Congratulations on, on that. Uh, but also your home. You, you've you been building a beautiful home. And I was thinking about your kitchen because we moved into our house about 10 years ago and my mother-in-law helped me unpack my kitchen and basically just put things wherever. And I've been living like that for 10 years. Like I need a better functioning kitchen. So thinking about you and your beautiful new home and how much you love cooking, I'm wondering if you can give any advice for anyone who might be building a kitchen or who just needs to refresh the one they have. What makes for an organized, well-functioning kitchen? Yeah. So this might seem neurotic because we do cook a lot. So this is probably not, you know, for everyone, but we do have two dishwashers. I love it. <laughs> two trash cans on both sides. And that- nice is so we don't have like heaps of dishes all the time. We can run through those. So that is something I will never do without. But again, if you're in a kitchen already, you're not going to go put a second one in. So it sounds neurotic. But some little things that I feel like functionally have helped me so much with my family is bringing my microwave down low so my little kids can use it. They can cook their own stuff, heat their own hot chocolate, whatever. And then also bringing the little kids stuff like 
cups, plates, bowls down low. So they're not constantly climbing on the counter or asking me to get it. Like they can just go get their own plates, cups, fill up their own drink, really create, create some like independence there. Yeah. Um, And then double oven. That's always, you know, a plus for me and a functional pantry. Like nothing makes me more happy than like a beautifully designed pantry. And there's so many people that you can now hire to do that kind of stuff. Yes. Or, you know, the container store, you can go buy your own little containers and fill them up and make them look so cute and fun. So. And put labels on them. So the rest of the family knows where everything goes. (laughs) They're not just throwing things wherever. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Because an organized kitchen can lead to an organized life. And I know my brain just, it it needs a a layer of organization to just like calm down. Speaking of organization, another thing that plagues many, many families is the millions of photos that we have on our camera roll. And again, being, you know, chapbooker in chief, I'm always talking about like how to help with that camera roll clutter. I'm curious, how many photos do you have on your camera roll? And do you have any tips for organizing them so that your family can enjoy those memories? Okay, Vanessa, I'm going to need to take a chapter out of your book for this because (laughs) this is actually like my downfall and it gives me hives because I'm so disorganized with my photos. I have 40,000 photos in my iPhone right now. And respectable. Yes. <laughs> the only thing that I really do to keep them organized is I have a folder in my hard drive that keeps them in folders by year. Uh-huh. That is all. Like I am not an organized person with my photos. So help me. Oh, it can be really hard to tackle 40,000 photos, but you taking it, you know, your own advice, little baby steps, little things that you can do to help going forward. Once a week, I do this on Sundays, go through and delete the garbage from your that week's camera roll. Just look at one week at a time because we all take more, way more pictures than we actually need. And screenshots. And- yes. And often things for work that, you know, after a week you don't need. Delete every Sunday and then favorite the ones that you love, that you'll want to print, that you want to hang on the wall or that you want to put in your yearbook. Just those two things done on a regular weekly basis will help you feel better going forward. The 40,000 that you already have, you know, tackle that some other time when you've got all the time in the world, but you can make a change today to make tomorrow better. Kind of like journaling, right? Or yes, on Instagram, it's like you can't catch up on the last 10 years. So just start today. Just start today. You need to follow up with me. I'm going to start. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Well, one of the reasons why I think it's so important is because we're so lucky to have our cameras with us constantly on our phones, right? And it allows us to capture little magical everyday moments, mm-hmm. right? When I look back at my childhood, it's like the dance recital, my high school graduation. Actually, no, we actually didn't end up with any pictures from my graduation because my mom forgot to put film in the camera. Um, but like more big milestone things, the ones that I really treasure were the odd photo that was taken like as I was playing Legos with my brother or I was asleep in my bed, like those little moments of everyday family life, those really tell the story of who we are and where we came from and captures the magic. We talk about that a lot here at Chatbooks, about that magic in those everyday moments. So I'm wondering, do you have a photo on your camera roll that you snapped that is magical, that kind of captures the, the magic of family life? Yes, I would say too, one of my like ways to not hit a wall is to also really enjoy the everyday moments because I think mm-hmm. sometimes we look forward to the future about the big vacation or the, you know, this and that and the other. And it's really like, let's focus on these like everyday moments because things with our kids are constantly changing, you know? So I want to like, so yes. remember, so one photo in particular, so my little six-year-old is like my biggest fan. Like he Aww. loves me so much and I don't <laughs> He's just like, he says the nicest things to me. I have like a whole list in my phone of cute little freaks because I know it's not going to last forever. So all these little loving, cute, complimentary phrases he says to me, and he always wants to snuggle. And so I have a photo of me just on the couch, snuggling with him under a blanket, watching his favorite, you know, show probably like Big City Greens or something, but nothing that I want to watch, but just sitting there with him, like I will remember those moments forever. Just like the little snuggles watching TV. And it will remind me of just like how sweet of a kid he was to me in like a time of life when I like really need it. Yes. Oh, I love that. I have one son too is also very, he's always been the nicest to me. Like (laughs) 
always tells me that he loves me. And he's now like 25. And luckily he he popped in the house the other day and I was in bed already. And he just like laid on top of me and just hugged me. And it was just like, oh, those you never get those snuggles never get old, even though they get bigger. Still is that loving kid. I love that. (laughs) Yes. But capturing it and recognizing it in the moment is no matter how fast you're or crazy high speed your life is, is so important because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. All right. Well, speaking of the future, tell us, what are you most excited about right now, Erica? Do you have a project or an upcoming trip? Well, first moving into our new house, it just, you know, it should be end of January or or February. Awesome. And and then we've been planning a trip to Norway. My family's from Norway and we've been planning a trip with my parents for three years now because we were supposed to go in 2020. And so the whole trip was a bust, obviously. Yeah. We were supposed to go in June of 2020. And then 2021, things were still closed. Even last year, things were, beginning of this year, things were a little uncertain. And so we have that on the docket oh, for the summer. So fun. And we're now bringing our kids, which originally we weren't. And so I think it's going to be, it's a blessing that it got postponed. Yes. Oh, it'll be so fun for them. Yeah, it'll be really fun. I'm looking forward to that. Family history trip. I love weaving family history. And anytime we go anywhere, you know, you can look in family search and find a relative that lives, you know, we were in Scotland and I was like, oh, we actually have a lot of relatives here in Scotland. And as we're driving through a random town, be like, this is where your great, 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 you know, grandmother was from. That'll be so awesome. I love it. Well, Erica, thank you so much for being here. The Mom Force is all about surrounding ourselves with people who believe in us. I loved your little tender testimony of the importance of finding people who believe in you. Before we go, do you have just one last go-to mom tip or a bit of encouragement for us? Yes. I would say stop comparing because I definitely do not raise my kids in a traditional way. We don't have a traditional household, but you were the mom that was designed for your kids. So don't compare. You were like the perfect person to raise those kiddos. So you do it your way and what's best for them and everything will turn out. Amen. I believe that so like to my core, you're the perfect mom for your kids. You're awesome, Erica. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people find all things about you and Clean Simple Eats? So you can find us on social media, Clean Simple Eats, and we're also getting a brand new handle. So our current fitness handle um, is changing to the CSE challenge. Well, we will be posting everything challenge related. So when this episode airs, that handle will be up and ready. So if you want to participate in any of our challenges, find us there. And then any products, you know, find us on our website, cleansimpleeats.com. Awesome. You're killing it. Thanks so much, Erica. Thanks for having me. It's a joy. Oh, don't you just love her? It was so fun reminiscing on the early days of both of our businesses. And I absolutely adored what she said about finding people who cheer you on. That is important whether you're starting a business, building your family, taking on a new hobby. I just hope that you consider me one of your cheerleaders. I'm so grateful that you're here with us at The Mom Force. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and come join the conversation over on our Mom Force Facebook group and follow me on Instagram. I'm Vanessa Quigley and I'll be sharing more behind the scenes moments with our podcast and guests and some sneak peeks about what you can expect in 2023. I just know this is going to be our best year ever. And don't forget, check out the show notes for a special chapbooks discount code. Until next time. 